Roll up! Roll up! Ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on Earth! Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast! You'll gasp! <gasps> you'll laugh! <laughs> And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Oh, hi. <laughs> and Matt Bradshaw. Clear blue skies. Welcome. <laughs> That's your, your nickname. Clear blue skies. Clear blue skies, Bradshaw. <laughs> That's all right. That's not bad. It's nice. CSB. Yeah. CSBB. Oh, God. Oh no, you could, you could CBSB. Be, you could oh, be, that's uh, even better. You could be a uh, super Clean corporate Blue office kind of worker with that quick acronym. Yeah, but I got it wrong. Yeah, they get it wrong. Clear Sky Blue Bradshaw, I called myself. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, yeah. CBSB works well. Yeah. Well, Cat thinks I'm GBGC. We've discussed that before. Oh, which was that? Great big giant cat. <laughs> yeah. um, your cat's not well. Nah, no, fucking thing. Bloody hell. Sorry. Don't know, don't know. Anyway, Sorry, she's got to go to the vet today. I messaged cat friend last night at about 11 o'clock when I got home from dinner. And, uh, you awake? <laughs> <laughs> and she was on duty down in Werribee till seven in the morning. Oh. She's doing the overnight shift. Yeah. So she talked me through. But yeah, cat had been hiding away and would eat if I hand fed her, but was hiding in a little tiny... Remember, it's not just a ploy to be hand fed. <laughs> nah. If, if you've been to, <laughs> if you've been to a hairdresser, you know hairdressers have got those little rolly, compartmentalized stack yeah. things with all their shit in there. Yeah. I've got some of those for that I keep for leads and yeah. stuff like that. And she'd got in the bottom tier of that, and just crouching. So she wanted you to feed her in there and wheel her around. So she's really looking. <laughs> so she wouldn't come out. No way would she come out. Oh. And she'd stretch out. For it, like I, you know, throwing the food away until it got to look like she had to come out of there, and then she's like, "No, nah, I'm hungry, but I'm not that fucking hungry." Aww. So I had to deconstruct this thing around her <laughs> until it was just her in the bot, like just in a tray, looking at me, curled up in a ball. <laughs> yeah, she's most unhappy. Poor dude. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the cat. Can't tell. But it, mm. so she's out of sorts, but I can't tell what's wrong. Right. Like when she walks, there's don't something talk. wrong. Well, and she talks a lot. Yeah, but what I mean is English. Yeah. Yeah. But I was doing a lot of this, and she's letting me poke and prod her, and we had cuddles this morning and purring, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's enough cat talk. I've got an appointment in about an hour and a half to go and take right. her in. So. Well, I, hope, I hope the vet says, she's all right, she just needs a bit of rest, and this is free. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, at least one of those things is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we are at um, Damien's studio again yeah. in Heathersvale. Heathersvale. Uh, we're doing some extra bits. Ah. Yeah. Uh, we gave you another solo. <laughs> <laughs> it's good too. I like it. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think we had decided there wasn't going to be a solo in that song. I think we just kind of done all the bits and went, oh, let's move on to the next song and do some bits on that song. And so now it's time to kind of finish things. It's like, 
This could be a nice little instrumental. That would have been eight bars of nothing in there, dude. Yeah. And it's got two bars of intro into eight bars of nothing. Yeah. You fucking weirdo. I know. It was built for a solo. Oh. Surely when you wrote the arrangement out on a page, it said solo. Oh, I don't know if I wrote the arrangement out on the page. No, so you probably maybe, didn't. Maybe that's my problem. But because it's like every other solo that I... I've written on this album into every other solo section. The chord progression is different. Sometimes in my brain it's like, oh, well, the section's different. And yeah, I okay. quite often don't write a bridge with lyrics. I just write an instrumental uh, a chord change. Yeah. And so for me, there's a change before the last chorus or the last verse or whatever it is. And so sometimes I don't think it needs to be a solo because it's just like a little yeah, instrumental yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. There's already a little instrumental bit, and then there's clearly a key, well, it's a key change, so like, well, a modal change. So um, something had to go there. And so I put some acoustic shred. That's <laughs> um, good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy with that. How close are you to done? I reckon another day. Wow, well, okay. Um, and is that tomorrow? No. Um, I've got a cello part coming in and I'm trying to get Pobbers to do a piano accordion lick on a song. Okay. Yeah. Just some sort of hearing a little bit to go, oh, that'd be a nice sound. That'd be a nice sound. Awesome. You didn't want so, me to play harp on anything? Actually, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I don't think I want like Brent Michael's harp. Well, then I'm not your man. Uh, maybe <laughs> just some like, some kind of sounds like that. Yeah. Like harp is a... That's what we use keyboards for. Harp is a noise. Harp is a noise. Not as a... Here's a harp. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Because I have actually thought that and I was looking for my harmonicas today. She's going, maybe I could bring it in and go... Yeah. Because when I play it goes... (laughs) When other people play it goes... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my harmonica playing is reminiscent of those... um, Party things, you know, we go, <laughs> flick, flick. That's basically how I play harmonica. That is in my brain how I play harmonica. Okay. Flick. <laughs> yeah. They sound way better when I wear the hat too, which incidentally is exactly what I think I'm going to wear on the album cover. What? One of those party hats and a party blower in my mouth. It's going to be called the Hurt Party. Is that what we've decided in the end? What? That's going to be called the Hurt Party. Yeah, I think that's it is. not what we decided. What did we decide? It was you asked. You asked online for votes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't vote for the hurt party. No, I asked for feedback. I didn't ask. I didn't say this is definitely what it was going to be. Um, I thought that the was implicit went, in asking world, my opinion. The world went, sorry. No, that was how. I, that was about the volume of this guitar solo. Um, I is that because you've already got the balloons? No, but that could that. Could have swayed me. Um, no, I can definitely change. I'm ordered different balloons. Um, no, I think it came Didn't down... Didn't I say a year from now? Yeah, lots of people said a year from now. And that was generally the consensus. But then it just kind of came down to... Um, I, I doubted it, and then I went back to it. and went, no, this is good. This works. Why is it called the Hurt Party? Um, where did I get that idea from? Hmm. All right, then. If you want to rephrase the question oh, no, in your I was own con- words. I was confirming, is that what you meant? Mm. Why is it called a hurt party? All right, then. Um, so I need to do that. What sometimes. did I ask? Where did it come from? Yes. I, but now, right. I, now I will answer your question. No, answer your question because it's the same. 
<laughs> um, hey, tell me about government spending. Wasn't that something I had to re- remind you of? It was. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, that's very good. But the, we chatted about that off camera and you basically said, no, yeah, of course that's how it works. And I thought, oh, well, this is not an interesting oh, right. conversation. Oh, it's still interesting. No. Okay. Uh, don't tell us about that. I no. thought it was interesting, <laughs> but Dom already knew. So Dom knows a lot more about the way the world works than I do. No, Why I is it called clearly the Clearly we know the same things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's called the Hurt Party because I thought it was a nice little play on words. Once upon a time, not so long ago, um, <laughs> uh, I was listening to Living on a Prayer. No? Yeah, it was a little bit of a prayer. Yeah. That's all I go. Ding, 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 ding. Tom used to work on the yes, dock. Yeah. Yes. Um, I read a book. I think the book is called Why Won't You Apologize? And it was written by a psychologist about um, people coming to terms with being aggrieved and trying to understand how the other person. Uh, lives their life and thinks about things because quite often when you've been aggrieved you want someone to apologize and you don't understand why someone won't and this book was written from that perspective of well sometimes you've just got to understand that the person who you think has done something wrong doesn't think they've done anything wrong and actually may indeed think that you're the person that's done something wrong so um in the book the author keeps referring to the person who's been aggrieved as the hurt party so the hurt party feels like they deserve an apology and the hurting party or whatever it says, I don't really remember that bit, um, thinks that the person's being ridiculous. Okay. And it was all about trying to kind of work. Sometimes you're just never going to get closure on something because that other person doesn't think they've done anything they need to apologise for. Um, hmm. And that's where I thought... And so it kept saying the hurt party and I kept thinking that's basically what all my songs are the little mini hurt parties where I'm like trying to work out why someone said or did the thing they said knowing that they're never going to take the responsibility for it the way I want them to um, and that's why I write songs because it's how I solve the problem of never getting what I want okay. out of the scenario I thought yeah little mini, these are little mini hurt parties and I am also the little mini hurt party Wow. Yeah. You sure a year from now wouldn't be better? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to wear an elephant mask on the back? I'm not sure. Why would I wear an elephant mask? (laughs) Isn't that the John Hurt party? (laughs) That's a William Hurt. No, John Hurt, you're right. Yeah, William Hurt, someone completely different. (laughs) (laughs) He's still waiting for an apology. That's funny. Hmm. Um, I was going to just have a like a cake in my face. <laughs> I was going to get Kat to put a... She'd love to do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's definitely... I think that's why it's still called the Hurt Party. <laughs> just so she can do a photo shoot. Okay. She's like, I don't want to be in it. I want my hand to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not... It's not finalised. Okay. Uh, we're still recording, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's close. We've done lots of little things to make it sound lots, lots better. Even in the last 24 hours so yeah right two and a half thousand dollars worth of lots lots better yeah uh seven hundred dollars so far (laughs) okay i know i paid for an extra fiddle bit so that's that's 825 so did i how was your massage thing did you have one the other day did you go for that underwater 
<coughs> deprivation tank thing? Yes, I did. You did. You went underwater, though, when you were underwater. I was underwater. <laughs> yep. I was uh, Matt underwater. Hmm. Fire in the sky? Correct. Yeah. There wasn't. Ah. Um, Which guy? So, yeah, I went for a, a detox float. No, not a detox float. That's dumb. I went for a float at the Lotox Fox in Somerville, so not far from me. Uh -huh. um, beautiful place, like like a like a spa-y type, like a day spa-y type thing, but yeah. really lovely and clean did, and Did you go new on a day spa -y? Fresh, yeah. Spa-y? <laughs> What's happened? Oh, just trying to find okay. playful things to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, so I spent... Uh, uh, mm. My intention was to actually fully commit to explaining the entire experience, um, but I got tied up yesterday and then uh, cat, and so I haven't. But anyway, I'll, I'll very quickly describe what it was. You have a shower first, so you're all nice and clean to go in the, and it's like a like a big like a big egg type thing, plasticky thing, slidey, blah blah blah, um, and the water's body temperature. So, you know, I'd said to you, apparently you can't feel where the water begins and you end. Yeah. That's not true. Um, <laughs> absolutely have the sensation of where water is on you. Of course you do. Uh, she... Dylan Boyd. Eh? Hey? That up there now. It's Dylan Boyd. I don't know what that means. Yeah, Dylan's doing his pilot's life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. He's fucking ruining our recordings. <laughs> <laughs> um... She told me not to make sure I didn't get it in my eyes for any reason. Because um, she said that can be really unpleasant. Okay. So. The, solution, the salt water. The salt water. Yeah. 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 So it's heavily salted. Which one would think means it was really salty. So. That falls into part of the experience. <laughs> so. <clears throat> it's weird because when you. Obviously the displacement of a body in a body of water. Um, when you first get in, like you, it's only it's only like maybe eight inches deep. Yeah. Yeah, I get my uh, yeah ish, um, <clears throat> and so when you first get in, you're sitting on the ground, and then you got this little foam ring that your head sits in, so you yeah. can relax back, and you've got like wax plugs in your ears, so you don't get water in your ears, um, and. But then, of course, when you lie down, then everything, yeah. yeah. So, and the water is, because um, it's so heavily salted, um, it's, re it's really slick. Yeah. Like, it feels like you've got... Yeah, like a lot kind of oily in a way. Yeah, yeah. But, but still, obviously, water, like you yeah. splash, and it feels like... So, it's not thick, but it's slick. It's weird. It's mm. kind of weird. Um, so, I did, I did find myself with my hands in my doodle a bit. Um, because it's weird because you're then floating with maybe the top quarter of you out of the water because you're floating in this heavily salted solution. So my doodle was always poking out of the water. <laughs> it was, yeah. Plus it was all slick and smooth. Anyway, I don't want you to make it. It wasn't a sexy experience at all. Um, so music played for the first 10 minutes and then that faded out and then you were just left in your own thoughts or in my case, just my own... <laughs> my own... Um, uh, tinnitus so that was <laughs> nice uh so 
Shannon Gibson, drummer in G-Force, his wife had done this thing and I, I only got this experience um, uh, anecdotally from Shannon, not from Belle. Uh, he said she came out and said, <laughs> he said, man, she was zen as fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, I spent an hour lying there thinking of all the things I should have been doing instead of lying down for an hour in water. So I tried really hard to immerse myself in the experience. Like just, okay, so this is... But there's too much salt in the water. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be a, um, uh, uh, I guess, almost, well, almost like a meditation experience. And I've, yeah. I've tried meditation. And yes, we all get better at what we practice. And I'm not very good at it. And I haven't really given it a red hot go. But I thought this would be a way of getting close to that. Or at least even maybe seeing if I could do it. And I, you know, so then the music stopped and I was just lying there and I was thinking about the, fa the Facebook post I'd just written about Jacinda Ardern and then I was thinking about the things I had to do for the rest of the day. And so I'd heard, again, anecdotally, that you can't sort of hold on to any thoughts like med meditation. They, they come in, but they flick straight out again. Uh, no, um, it was just like lying down in my bed, only wet. Yep. Uh, and... So after about sort of maybe 20 minutes of that, I then started to just like explore my surroundings. <laughs> so I was splashing about and I found that it was actually quite uncomfortable because the natural inclination when I was floating in all this really heavily salted water was sort of arms akimbo, like a, a, an old West fighter ready to have a duel. So legs kind of like a bit bow-legged <clears throat> and yeah. a bit... And it was actually really uncomfortable. So then I was kind of crossing my arms because that was more comfortable. And it was, it was weird. It was a really, it wasn't, it wasn't oh. the experience that I necessarily thought it was going to be at all. I basically just laid in the water for a bit. And yeah. then she did tell me that there was a cloth there to maybe give the ceiling wipe because condensation. So a drip landed on my leg and that kind of took me out of whatever the hell I was doing for, mm, okay. And I thought, I don't want that drip on my face. And then I couldn't find the cloth. So there was all this kind of like, this is not kind of relaxing at all. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about getting... And so then I got a little itch. And what do you reckon would happen? I got just a drop of it up my nose. Oh. And it burnt like a motherfucker. And it's not salty. It's really bitter and horrible and oh. chemically tasting and ick. So I actually had to physically get out and go and like breathe water up my nose out of the tap because it was really burning this is dumb should i just go now oh, no fuck it all right i got back in and i laid there for another 10 minutes and then the music started so there's 10 minutes of music at the start and then you float for 40 minutes and there's 10 music 10 minutes of music at the end to kind of presumably bring you out of your deep slumber yeah so i just fucking got out and had a shower and went oh, home i kind of imagine that that um experience that's the kind of thing people who are looking for something to extend their meditation practice goes and does like as a complimentary type thing like mm. it doesn't seem to me like i'm not aware but i'm not i assume that you're not a daily meditator mm. um as in the sit down and no and practice that kind of stuff so Good time for that shit. what you just described well yeah what you described makes total sense that that was your experience seems to me like I'm not I'm not sure if 
you know, Bell is a better tater at all. But um, I just I thought the other way. I thought that might kickstart a meditation regime. That's giving it way more weight than yeah. is necessary. But I just thought, like, if this is a really meditative, non-complative, complementative experience, then maybe, maybe this is for me. Maybe yeah. this is a, maybe this is a shutdown. Maybe this will stop me from waking up in the middle of the night thinking about all the shit I've got to do. And mm. yeah, my experience with meditating came well began with just a massive overhaul of everything so it was like well um is it the meditation that's making a difference in my life is it the dietary change is it the sleeping is it stopping doing a whole bunch of stuff that's distracting me from the like it was like well how you know clearly the benefit comes from doing all of those things in combination and i i believe that if i tried to just like well I started my meditation practice a month after Shannon and Belinda's wedding when I was a month into quitting uh, soft drink for the first time in my life. Um, and so I subsequently, the other reason I know that their wedding's anniversary is on the 4th of November is because it's the last time I ever had a soft drink. <laughs> it's my anniversary as well. <laughs> it's like I should get from uh, Soft Drink Drinkers Anonymous like a coin or something every year. Um <laughs> But all those things, yeah, all those things kind of like I started that. It was like, oh, yeah, that's helping, and then that's helping, and then it's helping, and suddenly, like, oh, I've had this massive life transformation, but really I did about 20 things. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's, I think um, I think when a lot of people, I'm not saying this is uh, Bell's experience, but a lot of people get to something like that, and they go, oh, they feel a massive experience, but they've kind of done six months of, six or 12 months of, really important groundwork to get to that thing that actually feels like it's huge. Hmm. That makes sense? Uh, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, it makes sense in your explanation. I don't know if it actually makes sense in, in the real world. I don't see why that would be an earth shattering experience, regardless of how much work up you've done to it. Oh, no, I, I, well, that's my point. Like it, for you to say, like, I don't see why, but that's how <coughs> that I, I believe from my personal experience, it's like when I've had, things that I felt have been huge it's not that experience that's been the huge thing it's like fight it's it's how I explain to people about practicing and learning how how to play an instrument it's like you don't or even better it's the haircut analogy it's like um you don't realize like you're noticing well yes it does does it good um you you get a haircut so you got a haircut two days ago for example Um, and then for the next 60 days you just don't you don't realize that your hair's growing oh no two days ago oh yeah it looks like it's growing back a little bit yeah yeah. thanks man um you don't realize you need a haircut and then one day you wake up and go oh i need a haircut Mm. but your haircut's been growing every day but you didn't think you needed a haircut yesterday right and it's just it's the same thing with learning an instrument if you, you know you put in that half an hour a day practice and you go I'm not getting anywhere I'm not getting oh well I do it like this I call it the um the vertical snail journey it's like I'm not getting anywhere I'm not getting anywhere I'm not getting anywhere. and then you go bang onto the next shelf and you go oh no I can play all this stuff I couldn't even play yesterday but it was the fact that it was 60 days of practicing that got to the next point and then you feel like you're not getting anywhere and it's like oh I'm really not getting anywhere not getting anywhere and then bang and I think it's that culmination of all the things and then you have a transformative experience 
which you can't have without all the other stuff. Okay. Um, that's that's quite a good analogy. Yeah. Um, and you don't notice that all that stuff is having, getting you to that point because it's like that's a 5% contribution, that's a 5%, that yeah, is yeah. and that is. But then when you do that thing, it feels like a 25% change. But it's just a, the next step in that. Hmm. Might not be that at all, but... No, it's good. It's um, good. I certainly felt like when I started meditating, I was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. This is really nice. And then about three months into it, I was like, whoa. Like, I had this I had this one meditation. It was just... I did that. It went... I'm at that stage where now I can do that Mm. in a meditation. And you hear people talk about it. And I think a lot of people drop off when they start practicing something like meditation because they go, well, everyone says it's like life changing, but I've just fucking just got thoughts coming to me and it's annoying me. And I'm just, you know, I just want to go get a cup of coffee. And a lot of people. Do you still do it? Yeah. Every day? I don't do it every day. um, But I do a couple of times a week. First thing in the morning? Before I eat. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I will get up and have a shower. I feel like I need to get. to wake up i need to wake up before yeah, yeah, i can yeah. meditate oh, that makes... so i need to kind of prep or like have a shower have a glass of water and then i can sit down because okay. sometimes i'm just a bit you know i've had four or five hours sleep and i'm sleepy and if i meditate when i'm sleepy i actually just fall asleep mm. yeah so i need to be a certain level of being awake um, yeah okay yeah being busy like doing something like you know like february i meditated twice because every time I tried, within a minute, I was asleep. So yeah, like, this right. is just, I'm just exhausted. I don't, I, there's no point doing this right now because I just need to sleep. Mm. So I'm just actually going to go have a nap. <laughs> um, I only got to do it in the afternoon. So, uh, but I'll go out to the car in a set break every now and then and have the meditation. Hmm. Uh, so yeah. yeah. It's cool. Okay. Um, I'll tell you about a good thing. Please. I um, was booked quite last minute to play at a fundraising event for a little girl named Isabella Knight. Do you need to press a button? Um, at my local hotel. Well, at a local hotel around me at the Langwarren pub. Um, and uh, yeah, so 11-year-old girl who just decided that um, she would shave her head for the Leukemia Foundation, shave um, World's Greatest Shave thing. Uh, no connection to, like no family connection to cancer or anything like that. Just a really altruistic 11-year-old child. It's really fucking cool. It's a great kid. Um, Uh, I wrote a Facebook post about it the next, uh, that afternoon when I finished up with them all. Um, that uh, she's just a really empathetic person. It's quite amazing. I don't know if you read it, but uh-huh, I didn't see it. Yeah, um, like her mum was telling me, she just every Christmas she gets a bit sad because she thinks of all the kids that don't have it as good as her and she collects up all her unwanted stuff and oh wow yeah yeah and she's done that for well more than a a couple of years you know so yeah it's pretty pretty impressive yeah awesome yeah and then um yeah i followed up uh the next day with the mum and said um 
and I was chatting to with with our friend Katie Cooper about this, who's very cluey about uh, psychology is not the right word, but certainly the way kids interact with the world just by virtue of being a teacher and, and, and a really bright girl as well. So I followed up with the mum and said, um, it might be a really worthwhile endeavour for Bella to keep a journal of her experiences now post this. I mean, certainly even to articulate exactly why it is she chose to do it. Because I don't know if you can remember much about being 11 or certainly decisions you made when you were 11. So I kind of thought that'd be really nice for her to be able to look at, back on. And um, also her day-to-day -day stuff henceforth, you know, because that was a Saturday afternoon and all of a sudden Monday she'd be back at school and she had hair sort of almost down to her waist. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's, you know. Um, <clears throat> and she doesn't, I mean, she's only 11, so she's, she's just a kid. She doesn't look like a little boy with short hair. She looks like a little girl yeah. with short hair. So that, I kind of found that interesting as well. Um, but, you know, just interacting with her school friends, but then just her peers at school and then playing sport and all that sort of stuff. I thought it might be really instructive to just, for her to look back on, but also for other contributors, like especially young ones. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and maybe even as a bit of a, a resource for the Leukemia Foundation, you know, like a, a website or an online blog through there, you know, whatever. She was really appreciative and said, oh my God, that's such a beautiful idea. I'll definitely get her onto it. So it was really interesting as well to me that no one had suggested that to her. No one from the Leukemia Foundation yeah. had suggested it. I, I haven't been onto the, the foundation site. I don't know if they do anything like that, but it actually seems like quite an obvious thing to do. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of, that's that was great. a really nice follow-up. Really nice follow-up. Um, yeah. And I've kind of been, because I didn't know them. I, I've kind of been welcomed into the family now as well, because it, it was a really, really lovely day. And of course, you know, I... Um, not of course, sorry, I started two different sentences then. I kind of uh, inadvertently kind of became the host. Well, I mean, I was the guy yeah, with the microphone, the microphone so yeah. I got to announce, you know, it's happening in 15 minutes and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but, you know, talking to a bunch of people, of course, who already knew her, but me having just met her, then just said a few words. And of course, like a big fucking dickhead got choked up as I was <laughs> just talking about how amazing she was. And, you know, <laughs> God. What's happened to me? I feel so disconnected say, from the world most of the time. You say what's happened sudden... to me, and I'm like, you've always been the, <laughs> like, you know, choke up, kind Am of having a bit of a guy. Fucking pathetic. Do you feel disconnected from the world? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because you live in Paris by yourself. Right. Ah, good. Good. No, I like, um, I just mean, because I've met a lot of new people over the last couple of months, and, um, they're not new people. They've existed as long as they've existed. They're just new to me. <laughs> um, Did you say nude to you? There's some, everyone's new to me. I've got a vivid imagination. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how uh, to restrain from saying fluid things when you were talking about being in the tank? Yeah, I could see you were giggling <laughs> to yourself. Um, because uh, lots, of, lots of people just cannot work out why I would live in Lara because they meet me in Melbourne. What are you doing up here? Or do you know, they assume that because I live in Lara, I must do all my gigs in Geelong because what kind of idiot would drive to Melbourne to work? Mm. Apart from, you know, the 150,000 people that drive to Melbourne to work every day or catch the train or whatever. Um, and uh, it was interesting for me 
like I, so obviously I had a, a relationship and I lived in the city with my partner the whole time we were together. And then when we broke up, I kind of moved to the country and um, ended up back living alone in the city because I thought my life's in the city. I do all my gigs up here and you know my friends live up here. But what I kind of worked out quite quickly is when I lived in that um, place by myself in uh, Brunswick, it was like, actually, none of my friends live anywhere near here. Like, well, you know, Sam and Sarah lived like five suburbs away, seven or eight k's away. But it's like, well, I don't get to see them because I go do gigs when they're at home. Um, actually, my friends live in Frankston and Lane Warren and bloody Mirror Bark and, you know, on the other side of Melbourne and then the other people I hang out with, my family, live just as far away <laughs> on the other on the yeah. other side of Melbourne. So, like, there's no utility in me living in the city other than to be close to work. Like, so I'd rather live closer to people who I spend some time with. And I have to arbitrarily make a decision now which one yeah, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, of course. Am I going to move, like, so far away from my family that I would never see them because of my working life or to be closer to those friends? Or am I going to live close to my family and I will probably still see my friends because I will at least do gigs with most of them? So it was like there was no brainer. I moved to Lara. That's why I did that. But it was interesting how moving to Lara as opposed to, say, Frankston. So Franks is definitely suburbia and Lara's kind of like, as Kat would say, semi-rural. Mm-hmm. I moved to this place which was quiet. Like the, the hum and the buzz of suburbia, it doesn't have it. Mm. Like it's, you know, it's very much like birds, trees. That's the noise. And you go, oh, this the quietness of the space made me feel actually a lot more connected to everybody hmm. like even people who lived 120 k's away um that me and that was interesting that i thought oh i got to move to the city and i moved into the city and to be connected to the world and i felt so fucking lonely surrounded by people i didn't know yeah okay um, that's interesting and then i moved out to a place where there's hardly anyone else around and I felt way more, like, grounded. Mm. Um, and yet, right at that time, I was being super healthy and meditating every day and all that kind of stuff. So um, there was an element of my, that's, my head was right in line with those, being able to have that experience. But, um, yeah, certainly, I think there's an element of, you know, where you live and being surrounded by a lot of things and potential busyness and just cars driving by a house every day um but if you don't see those people if they are those that business isn't actually part of your life and your life is elsewhere it's really hard to feel connected to the world um, hmm. and things like that they they don't really connect you hmm. so I put into a phone then when I said things like that from the uh, non-video listeners. Mm, and I shook my head, but I meant it in agreement. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure. All right. No, good. I'm glad that was your experience. Yeah. Mm. Sounds quite positive. It's a, it's a com- the whole connected to the world thing is a common uh, um, kind of topic of conversation because there is a conundrum that arises from thinking that we should feel more connected because of 
our great connection to technology and what all of what that brings but um it doesn't bring it doesn't really bring into human mm. experiences it just brings connect, connectivity and it's been brings an endless uh possibility of being connected to one thing or the other which doesn't help you make the choice of what you're actually connecting to yeah um yes or who you're connecting to <clears throat> Hmm. I shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry I brought it up. No. I, I was the one who used the word disconnected and I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, yes, I don't factor technology into those things. I don't. I, I, get, I, I get when I read those articles that cite those kinds of experiences as, you know, we're so, we're so connected now but we're less connected than we ever were before. And I don't know, that's, that's, I've, I understand what they mean when they say stuff like that, but I don't process things in that way. I don't feel by virtue of the technology in my hand that I'm connected to anything. Like that's not how I look at those devices. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but what, I mean, what I think it does explain is it's, it's the, there's a parallel between it's a wacky parallel, but, you know, so much of the things I draw parallels towards or between. Um, I don't what, think you can draw parallels between. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Um, when I was a kid in school and they they would say, okay, you know, you got to make a decision about what you study in uni because it's really important because that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And there was all this pressure to kind of like, you know, because there's this world of possibility. And you go, right, this is a great world of possibility, which makes it harder for me to make a choice about what I'm going to do. If you just gave me two, one of two choices, I wouldn't feel any pressure. I'd be <laughs> like, well, fuck, I guess if I don't, if I try that, I don't like it, I'll just do the other thing. But if you give me unlimited choice, it's like choice paralysis. Yeah. And I do feel this kind of, um, if you, you know, if you didn't use technology, you wouldn't have a connectivity issue because you just, your life wouldn't, you wouldn't ever use it. You wouldn't, it wouldn't factor into part of your day really, other than maybe if you, your technology was your car or your bicycle. Um, but the, the, the reality is it factors into how it interrupts everything else you do. And you don't spend time doing stuff with people. I mean, one of the things I find which I find very important about doing this podcast with you is just the sheer fact that you might this might be the only time other than my girlfriend that I sit down with a friend of mine for half an hour to an hour mm. and not doing something else. Like, yeah. you know, not going to a gig and having to catch up or Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Like it's you know, it's it might be the only thing I do for a week where it's just me and my mate having a chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is certainly a really valuable part of this thing that we're doing. Yeah. I agree. Hmm. And I usually do. I, I often, I usually and often <laughs> uh, walk away with a lot of questions about, oh, yeah, I guess, well, I never thought about it like that. And it's a great, that's, I feel like that's what you want from, um, good conversations with people is to actually is to through the process of resolving things and getting to talk about stuff or hearing something is walking away with more questions um which i think that's just the nature of good conversation mm. 
Well, or certainly one would hope therapeutic conversation with someone who uh, you know you appreciate connecting with. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Hey, what time are you here till today? Five-ish. Okay. Yeah. Gigging tonight. Yeah. Huh. What are you doing tonight? Gigging. Yeah, where about? Fifth province tonight. Oh, man, I might call all the way home. Oh. I finish at 9.30. You finish at 11. Where are you? Uh, Republica. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I saw that on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten. <laughs> yeah, this is my uh, this is my four-night week, obviously. It's a five-night <laughs> week now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good experience, though, the, the six-night, four-night jobby. Yeah, I think it will be, but it'll always end up being a six-night, five-night. Not always. Yeah, well... No. Cool for you. No way, dude. Yeah, I reckon. No, I'm no. no. <laughs> I, mean, I had Saturday this... night off and went out for dinner. I took oh, Saturday night off one. and went out for dinner. Yeah. And uh, got to bed at half past four. Hey, yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's a, often better to Many just to go and do a gig. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because <laughs> you go boy, oh and get home earlier. Yeah, but really had a lot of fun. Yeah, with friends. So it was cute. Nice. It's good. What? That is the last Saturday night off I have this year until I go on holidays. Well, I think. fair enough. Yeah, um, I did a gig. Finished at ten thirty because uh, I'm fat now. Um, I took my uh, suit pants off uh, so I could put my jeans back on. I realised I didn't actually have to get out of the car between get finishing the gig and then driving home. And so I drove home in my underwear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I quite more often than not take my shoes off. Yeah, I take my shoes off often. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, but um. Someone told yeah, me that maybe it's, maybe it's illegal to drive without shoes. Yeah, apparently. But then you're allowed to drive with thongs, which no, I think is stupid. No, I don't think you are. I don't think you're allowed to do anything in thongs. I don't think you're allowed to do anything in thongs. No. Oh, Certainly you mean think, anything, do you? I mean like anything. Yeah, okay. So I think you should be allowed to go out. Okay, okay, fucking hell. I didn't realise you had so many sartorial fucking rules. Ah, thongs and fucking and baseball, baseball caps. caps. Yeah, yeah, I know. Trucker caps. But baseball caps or trucker caps? Both. Because okay. they're practically the same thing. So they trucker are. caps are trucker, but chopper chops. Yeah, chopper chops. If you want. Yeah, thanks, man. The trucker caps are higher. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if I you drive like a truck, you can have a trucker cap, and yeah. if you play baseball, you can wear a baseball cap. Yeah. But for any other reason, fuck off with your stupid headwear, particularly at nighttime indoors. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's because you've had a baseball cap on during the day and you can't take it off because you got hat hair. That's why that happens. Mm. No. Holidays, <laughs> holidays are good for baseball caps. Yeah, that's all right. If you're on holiday, you can wear a baseball cap. Is that all right? On your holiday, just not indoors while you go out <laughs> at night time. <laughs> Take your about... fucking hat off, you fucking scruff bag. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I am a scruff bag. It's true. I've never seen you wear a baseball cap slash trucker cap. Well, never a trucker cap. One? Yeah, I own heaps, man. Yeah, but you take own. them. You take them off when you go out. Because you've got not some self-respect and dignity. Day, I mean, I wouldn't wear them into a restaurant. Well, exactly my point. But you, I'd wear them in Ely Beach. But you're right, you wouldn't. No. No. Ah. Yeah. You're talking about those people, particularly. Yeah. Okay. I don't play baseball. My favourite baseball cap, and I have three of them because they were gig swag. Uh, uh, I've got three <laughs> white snapback Jim Beam caps. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like the snapback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think uh, if you if you work outside, you can wear a hat. <laughs> There's not many other fucking okay. reasons why you should ever be allowed to wear no, one. All right, all right. <laughs> hey, I have to take my cat to the vet. All right, and I have to go and um, 
supervise. Uh, do something in the studio that I'm paying for today. Okay, great. <laughs> Actually, that you're paying for, really. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this. Thank you, mate. It's the most expensive for, podcast you've ever made. Thanks for fitting it in. <laughs> uh, uh, take it. it easy, won't you? Yeah, I'll uh, edit this during the set breaks. Of course tonight, you will. And uh, you can do the notes during your set breaks. Thanks, Ben. No, I can't. No? No. Don't you have a new iPad that you can connect to and do it? Yeah, I, I guess I could. Yeah, yeah I, I could. Yeah. I could. That's a bit of it. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, good luck with the kitty. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. Slider biscuits. Ah. <laughs>